Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Been watching these markets to try and make sense of it all. Because, well, this 10-year treasury is at 4.62. The markets themselves were up 100 at one point, are now down, the Dow down 273, the NASDAQ down 69, and the 30-year fixed right now is at a national average of 7.59, and that may be low compared to where it is tomorrow. The administration wants to tell us that everything is fine, just fine, all sorts of fine. This isn't fine. This is crazy town. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Dr. Matt Will joins us, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I got a series of things to go over with you because this gets into a level of wonky that that even the wonks are like, okay, this is wonky. And for the, the layman on the street, this is some of the weirdest stuff ever. But uh, Dr. Will was on the line when I was uh, sharing this phone call that someone left me on the uh, 833-GOT-TONY number where they decided to go after uh, Dr. Thomas Sowell. Hey, Thomas Sowell is a stupid idiot. He's a stupid uh, joke. I mean, they have him there at Oxford to get a good laugh out of that stupid bastard. I... That's just a weird call. That's just a weird call. And Dr. Will uh, turns to my uh, producer. Producer Jason's like, I have things to say. Uh, is this a defense of uh, Dr. Thomas Sowell? Or are you agreeing with this guy that somehow uh, Dr. Thomas Sowell's a fool? <laughs> Let me tell you, Dr. Thomas Sowell is one of the geniuses in economic and social history. This guy graduated from Harvard in 1958. He was breaking the color barrier before Martin Luther King was running around the, uh, the country helping people progress in this society. He was a groundbreaker before groundbreakers. This, his commentary and his work in this field of economics is beyond reproach. And anybody that would condemn him, regardless of what side of the political spectrum, is just ignorant. Well... I appreciate I appreciate you you, you coming to uh, his, his aid. I appreciate you recognizing how weird a call it was. Uh, maybe it means we've just you know we we we've broken through right. We've crossed the Rubicon, and now if we're gonna get the we're gonna get the cheers, we're gonna get the derision, we're gonna get the wackos. We got them all. What we don't have is a clear understanding of this economy. I've got the U.S. Treasury, the ten-year Treasury note at four point six two two. 
We have been seeing in our conversations with Lance Lambert, the real estate editor of Fortune Magazine, a near, if not a full 300 basis point spread or a 3% spread between that number and the 30-year fix, which would bring us to a number like 7.6% on average for a 30-year fixed mortgage. Mortgage rates are closer to 10% than they are 5%. What is happening with this 10-year Treasury note? Why does it matter? And I have some follow-ups, but let's start with what's happening and why. Well, first of all, the 10-year Treasury is called the benchmark, Tony. It's the one we look at. And at 4.62%, it's actually low because we have this inverted yield curve, which means short-term rates are higher than long-term rates. That is unhealthy. It's the cause. It's, it's predictor of every recession we've ever had. And this is not sustainable. That 4.62 is probably going to shoot up even more. In fact, Jamie Dimon yesterday said to the news media in India on a trip, he thinks it might go up to seven. So that's his prediction. This mortgage thing, Tony, this is a big deal. And we need to get into this because there's a report that came out just a couple of hours ago you may not even be aware of from the White House that says everything the opposite of what Cringe has been telling us. Cringe being Cringe Jean-Pierre or Corinne Jean-Pierre, as we've named her here, talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. All right. What is it that the White House is saying? Because what we've heard from Corinne Jean-Pierre, what we've heard from the Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, things are fine. People have money. Balance sheets look good. Household balance sheets look good. What is it that you're hearing from the White House? Well, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is a branch of the White House, released a report just a few hours ago. Tony, this is what they list in their report. Closing costs last year up 22%. Americans are paying $5,900 more to close on a house than they were a year ago. The average monthly payment, Tony, is up 46% from last year. That's what this White House's CF. TB is reporting. This White House's Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is also reporting that denials for insufficient income for mortgages, not having enough income to buy a house, is the highest level since it's been recorded. Tony, that's not consistent with what we're hearing from the White House podium. The spin is different than the facts their own department is releasing. But we we have in, in, in these numbers... Right. And I I have here the story. Fox Business has the story that interest rates may go up more. He's uh, Jamie Dimon from J.P. Morgan, hoping for a soft landing. That soft landing uh, won't come. I want to get back to that specific number. It is true that the 10 year rate, the benchmark rate has been higher than this. But right now, watching this number has people freaking They're losing their mind. If you go back to the late 1980s or the mid-1980s even, that rate was uh, over 14%. That rate has fallen ever since, and now it is on the upswing. What is the reason for the upswing? Tony, inflation. It's inflation, 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 which comes from Biden spending, spending, spending. This is all part of the Bidenomics economic plan which is spend more money, control what you can buy in your refrigerator and your stove, reduce the quantity of oil so prices of oil go up, reduce the access to mortgages, 
Government controls the appraisal of your commercial properties, as we learned yesterday. I don't know if you probably talked about that, too, down in Florida with Trump. I mean, everything across the board this administration is doing is causing the, the fear, Tony. Every policy, every day they come out with, including the report just a couple of hours ago, is fueling this fire. But the fuel uh, is, is based on, as you just said, inflation. Why does inflation affect this number specifically as opposed to what we see in terms of just regular higher prices? Why is it now fueling this number specifically? Well, okay, Tony, there's more than just inflation. Okay, this is, I think people can do this visually. The interest rate you pay equals the rate of the Fed. So the Fed sets that rate. We know it's been going up. Plus, inflation, that's high, Tony, plus what we call a risk premium. So if you're a high-risk investor, or I mean a high-risk borrower, Tony, you're going to pay more than if you're a low-risk borrower. And so this economy where people are dipping into their savings, Tony, that was a piece of data I found today. 54% of people use their savings to pay everyday bills, according to a government report. Tony, that means you're not financially stable if you have to do that. So all these rates are going up, inflation is up, Fed rates are up, risk is up. That is a combination to create a very bad situation for interest rates, Tony. Now let's just continue the interest rate part just for a second, talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Um, I, I mentioned Lance Lambert, real estate editor over at Fortune, who talks about this 297 300 basis point spread so 100 basis points is one percent so if you have a uh a benchmark a 10-year uh treasury note rate that's 4.619 i'm doing this live as 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 we're talking about it that means you would have a 30-year fixed of 7.6 if jamie diamond is correct and you could have rates uh, on the 10-year treasury going to seven uh, first, I would think it would make sense to buy 10-year treasuries. You would have to tell me on that. But if you were at seven, that would put an interest rate on a 30-year fixed, utilizing that same mathematics, at 10%. So you're talking about the end of housing, even on new home sales, and yet the housing prices haven't gone down yet because there isn't any inventory. Explain to me this push-pull. No, but Tony, you just explained it perfectly. Because there's no inventory. There's no inventory, which is what's causing the pressure on home prices to stay up. People can't move because they can't afford a new home. It's, it's simply, it's that simple. And you're right, Tony. If we get to a 7% 10-year rate and the mortgage rates end up at 10%, Tony, I'm not going to say if we get there. We're there. I'm reading right now in front of me the report from three hours ago. We already are there. We already see closing costs up 6000 We already see payments up 46%. We already see denials of mortgages at the highest rate. I mean, there's, I got three, four other points from this report I could tell you. It is, it's a disaster, Tony, and it's happening right now. And I, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm throwing my hands up. I do want to ask you about the market themselves, because you very often discuss with us that the market sees things coming and bakes things in. They make their moves early for when things happen. They're already prepared for it. The Dow is down 283. The NASDAQ is down 82. Was the market prepared for this? 
Okay, let me be careful here. Let's not uh, assume that the market reacts only to what happens in Washington. If it weren't for Bidenomics, Tony, the market wouldn't even be looking at Washington. Washington should be in the background. You shouldn't even see it. You should be looking at profits and innovation and corporate growth. That's what we should be looking at. So let's be careful about saying the market moves simply because of what's happening in Washington. But it is a big factor at the moment, even though it shouldn't be. And I think what you're seeing the market do is this report that came out recent, just a few hours ago and Jamie Dimon's comments from yesterday when he said, hey, be careful for 7%. And then when you see this other guy from the Fed, Minnesota Fed Chairman uh, Neil Kashkari said that he sees a 40% chance of meaningfully higher interest rates. It, it's kind of like a perfect storm today, Tony. It's hitting the market. The market's not happy. Let's whoa! You want to talk perfect storm? I mean, you you stole my thunder, kid. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I utilize when it comes to oil prices, oilprice.com. That's the site I use. I have no financial relationship with them whatsoever. It's just whom I use. West Texas Intermediate is up three twenty one a barrel today to ninety three sixty. Brent crude is up two seventy a barrel to ninety six sixty six. We know this is gonna hit a hundred. We know that this is coming. Are these oil price increases being driven by what we're seeing on the 10-year Treasury? Uh, Tony, it's a little piece of it. There's a lot more to that than, than meets the eye. Interest rates are a little bit of it. Supply is a little bit. Demand is another part of it. And, of course, when the president shut down leases in Alaska, that contributed. OPEC cutting back, that contributed. Economic recession, actually, Tony pulls prices down because there's less demand. So the 10-year is a piece of it, Tony, but there's a lot more to oil prices than just the 10-year. But these oil prices going up, we've already discussed the fact that $100 a barrel is this psychological uh, barrier and certainly can be uh, utilized uh, politically. We've also discussed that the Biden administration has worked aggressively to cut oil leases, cut gas leases, prevent a drilling and exploration in, in, in the United States. You argue that the market shouldn't be paying attention to Washington. Washington should be in the background. I have to assume on oil... It is about it is the the moves of the Biden administration are the front and center subject. Um, OK, Tony, yes, but only in as much as they're causing a recession, because I know that you just said it's going to hit 100. I didn't agree with you, because if you look at oil futures, the oil futures going out to, let's say, April of next year are down to 84. If you look a year from now, they're down to 79. Why? Because the market believes that we're heading into a recession, the probability of recession is more than 50%. And when there's a recession, there's less need for energy. And so I don't disagree that it might hit 100, but the market is saying, uh, probably not because the economy is just going to go in the toilet. But allow me to disagree with that generalized philosophy. The average American citizen may drive less or use less energy because of the cost, but that's not going to stop China that has to gobble up as much energy as possible to try and ensure that their 1.3 billion people don't notice that things are going to hell in a handbasket. It doesn't stop India from buying Russian natural gas. So why would these prices be have a futures look going down when you have the two large largest populations on the planet still gobbling energy like it's their job well tony because 
I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying the market's right. I'm just telling you what the market says. The market says in its futures prices that they predict a high probability of recession next year globally, and so therefore the demand is decreasing. That's their prediction. So I, I would recommend you go and argue with the, uh, the market. I think they're in either uh, Chicago or New York. In a related story to this uh, 10-year Treasury note uh, being up 4.619 right now, uh, a story out of MarketWatch, Costco is selling out of small gold bars within a few hours. Uh, you a believer that in times like this you buy gold? I thought the price of gold was going down right now. I, I, I didn't know Costco sold gold bars. I didn't know um, either. I just found out. I'm like, I should have gotten a note or something. Are, are you sure that's uh, real gold or not just like a candy bar called gold bar? No, 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 um, no. Actu- actual uh, gold. It's right next to the Nutella. Okay, I gotta, uh, Tony. I let me just so to everybody listening. I am not a fan of speculating on commodities. I can't predict the future of the price of gold, so I don't know what that means. I would advise people not to go gambling on gold at the moment. Remember, we don't give financial advice here. Talk to your own financial people. Make choices for yourself. We do not give financial advice on this show. I refuse to. Uh, Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I appreciate you being with us. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz.